The Final Furlong podcast is proudly sponsored by Coral. Look out for exclusive Final Furlong smart boosts on attheraces.com. The smart money's on Coral. BeGambleAware.org 18 plus. The Final Furlong podcast is brought to you in association with attheraces.com, the ultimate resource for racing fans. Hello! Welcome along you to can't the run Final my Furlong hello. podcast. <laughs> Welcome along to the Final Furlong podcast, where once again we say... Hello! I'm Emmett Kennedy. Thank you very much for joining us for a weekend preview. Breaking news. Just come into the Final Furlong Podcast studio. Ladies, I'm sorry. He's off the market. Kevin Blake is engaged to producer D. Congratulations, Kev and D. We are delighted for you. Twitter is mostly delighted for you. But the... Female listeners to the Final Furlong podcast who dreamed of one day turning Kevin Blake into their husband, their dreams are shattered. Congratulations. Kevin. Cheers. No one, no one cares. Move on. Move on. <laughs> what did you get? Like a thousand likes for that tweet? The entire racing community uh, are behind yourself and producer D. Young love and may it last for many years. Um, Kevin from At The Race and Sky Sports Racing, congratulations, Kev, and producer D. We wish him all the best. And uh, we are also joined by At The Race's pundit, Mr. Declan Ricks. Hello! (laughs) Go again there, Rixie. Again? Yeah. (laughs) Did did you... Hello! Good old echo feature there. It never gets old. (laughs) So we are going to start by looking at the 888 Sport Handicap Chase, the old racing post chase. It's worth 56,000 to the winner. Uh, Top weight is double shuffle. Uh, Don't imagine he'll be winning, though, unless you want to try and take that King George form, literally. Uh, Glenn Rocco is currently favored around about 7-2. Adrian DuPont, 9-2. Talk is cheap, 6-1. Rather be 13-2. Double shuffle coming in at eight to one. So, Rixie, have you cracked one of the big handicap chases of the season? I hope I have, Emmett. Yeah, but it's not that big in the end. I think there's only there's only ten horses running for a first prize of uh, fifty six thousand uh, pounds. So this must be the smallest like- field for quite some time. Asher, have you not heard of a little thing called Cheltenham? We 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 won't we won't want to, we don't want to win fifty seven grand at Kempton. We want to win. Uh, we want to finish fourth in the Cheltenham Festival handicap there and get about six back. <laughs> it's funny because it's true. Anyway, it, yeah, it is. It, it is unfortunately, you know, ten ten uh, ten runners for this is 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 not good. It's a hundred uh, grand guaranteed race, and you're only pulling in ten runners. It's mad. There you go. But then it, it does help spoofers like us kind of whittle down the field quicker. So hundred percent, hundred percent. Every cloud. Yeah, look, um, we're gonna we're gonna start big and we're gonna take on a favorite. I think that's the way I'm gonna go. Um, is Glenn Rocco? Is that is that uh, is that Jeremy Kyle's horse? That is, that is, <laughs> is Jeremy it? Kyle's horse. That's Jez's horse. Anyone have any good stories about Jeremy Kyle? About being about being surprised, maybe. <laughs> Have you spoken to Jeremy Kyle, Kevin? I'll tell you what. 
the final furlong bingo players have absolutely got discombobulated there because they went all in on 101 that Jeremy and Kyle would get a mention in the race intro. I but, can't believe it hasn't happened. But the problem <laughs> is, the problem is, it didn't, it was Rixie that did it and I'm just disowning it completely. I'm just sitting back nonchalantly. <laughs> That's true. Letting you go. I don't know what it. you're laughing at, Blake. You'll be under trying to fix your marriage in about 10 years. <laughs> <laughs> Rixie's spitting fire. <laughs> Rixie's Sorry, been D. spitting hot fire for the last few days. Maybe Rixie. Yeah, this, 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 this engagement announcement brought Rixie's Twitter game up to a new level. So unbelievable yeah. scenes. If, if you're not following Rixie Hawkwing on Twitter, you, you need to be. He's been spitting hot fire. It's been, it's been <laughs> Every dog has his day. So you want to take on Glen Rocco? Yeah, I do. I do. He's look. He's he's um he's a likable horse, Glen Rocco, but I, he's. He's gone up 13 pounds for winning that race the last time. And uh, that that's enough, you know. He's, I think it's another case of uh, the BHA boys getting a bit jiggy, you know, and slapping on 13 when they probably should have been slapping on six. You know, the race that he won the last time beating Bally Longford, it, it really did fall apart. Um, he he kind of chased the leaders and uh, before getting into into the race in, in good style but you know Bally Longford didn't see out his race and he made a couple of mistakes Barney Dwan uh, Bally Can none of those really ran their races so look I think I think I'm happy to take him on uh, at the prices this he's gone up 13 pounds as we say and it's a much better race so um, yeah look I think the one for me at the prices is actually going to be talk is cheap of, of Alan Kings good man he is I yeah, yeah, I'm hope I'm hoping um, I'm hoping this lad will win now because he's a very very likable horse. He's not the biggest, but he jumps and he travels and he's got a good attitude and he's on a mark of 145 and I think that's fair to be honest, especially for a horse going in uh, run having his first run in a handicap. Just going back looking at his form there, you know, he's mixed it with the like of the Bagger War, Lost in Translation, Theater Territory and on the blind side this season. So look, this is uh, I wouldn't say it's um I wouldn't say it's an easier assignment, but these kind of horses, young progressive novices, especially when they jump well, first time out in a handicap, uh, they, you know, they're always worth kind of a second look. So, yeah, look, he'll do for me. Um, as you mentioned earlier, Double Shuffle is an interesting horse. You know, he's been second in the King George around here, and now this is a, a big drop in class for him. But he he hasn't returned this. Well, I wouldn't say that he ran well at entry. He didn't run too well in in the in the King George this season. But um, yeah, yeah, look, I think uh, he'll do for me. Talk is cheap. He is a horse who does everything right. He's fairly handicapped and the Alan King um, stable are in good order at the moment. And as I see on attheraces.com, he is a best price 6-1 to one currently. Talk is cheap. Uh, there was a good bit of talk about him before the Cheltenham Festival. He was fancied as a dark horse for the yard for the Albert Bartlett. Things did not go to plan at all in that race, but I think he's a, I think he's a very, very interesting horse of a mark of 145. Um, Kevin, anything caught your eye? Your old friend Modus? No, 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 not Modus for me now. Um, no, I, I'll take a chance on Walt, bottom weight. Um, he probably looks a little bit more exposed than most of these. Um, and while some will maybe be sceptical as to the, 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 the step forward he has seemed to have taken in his last two starts, I would just take a punt that um, it, it it's real improvement. And brought about by the visor slash tongue tie, which he's had on for the first time in his last two. So, well, had it on for the first time at Taunton and then again at Newbury. 
And um, I suspect whichever one it is, that they've just brought him forward a bit and there might just be more improvement to come. Um, very much up in class, but he's a big old price. So I'll take my chance that he's underestimated and uh, will go well in... You know, 21, 25 to 1, that'll do. Yeah, on com, the 25s is gone, but you can get 20s, uh, 16s in places, but 20 to 1 is widely available. So don't say Blake we don't give you value. Blake is looking to pay value. for that wedding pretty sharpish, yeah. isn't he? Blake is going to start investing in reverse forecasts now as well. He'll play, he'll play the That's talk tough. is cheap waltz reverse forecast and when it comes in he'll be waltzing with producer d i see what we did there. Oh, i tell you if, if i want if i want to get some money in the pot based on the first five minutes of this podcast all i should be doing is buying mentions of weddings or engagements from the two boys and i'll be have a fortune made by the end of the episode <laughs> move on move on and this is where Rixie and I now never mention it again and Kevin gets absolutely <laughs> screwed. The Eider Handicap Chase is live on Sky Sports Racing at 2.40 in glorious HD. Uh, Otago Trail is currently heading the weights. Sharp response. There's been a bit of talk about him on the tweet machine today. Is he going to run? Is he not going to run? 7-1. to one. Uh, Back to the Tatch. Nines. Vincente, 10-1. to one. De Klondike for David Pipe, 12. Rixie, we'll start with you again. Uh, all about the Klondike here for me. <laughs> Done. Thanks very much. Uh, for Go! <laughs> all in. All in at the Klondike. Uh, for you, I'm my friend. For me, ooh, sorry, that wasn't a sharp response, was it? Oh. <laughs> I actually only thought of that there now. That was quite good for me. But yeah, look, it looks like he's not... He's not going to run, it doesn't look like. I think the owner may have tweeted today that uh, the horse is not going to run. So uh, that's a shame because it's a nice a nice pot for a horse who I think would be, he's been laid out for this race for a little while. Yeah, look, it's it's not a race I'd, I'd have a strong opinion on. Uh, but look, I think Vicente with the Nichols team in good order at the moment, he would kind of be a bit of a token selection. He's Look, he's a standout in, in these kind of long, uh, long distance staying races. And yeah, he's pretty versatile in terms of ground, but I think the better the ground the better his chance and uh, he, he would do for me he's only a 10 year old and he's why well, he started the season poorly behind Rock the Casbah at Shelton but uh, last time out of Taunton behind Royal Vacation it was a step in the right direction and look Paul's Paul Nichols's team are are literally on fire at the moment so uh, Jesus call the fire brigade see the thing is that the Oxford Dictionary changed the definition of literally uh, so because uh, this is basically because Jamie Redknapp used to say he's literally on fire, he's <laughs> he's literally got a foot like a cannonball, like it's it was crazy. So they've actually changed the definition. So Rixie's okay all, to he's all, okay to say are that. All those clowns, uh, all those clowns on shows like Tell You, where they go, oh my god, I'm literally dead. <laughs> 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 well, you're not, mate. You're talking to shut up. Yeah, that's this is why they you changed can, you it. You can't slag someone for doing it when you've just done it. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> well, I obviously knew about the dictionary <laughs> change, didn't I? Oh, but geez, Blake's not even Marty J. He's getting awful grumpy. Jesus. <laughs> All, right. All right, so it's Vicente. I will go surprisingly for De Klondike for David Pipe to go and get the job done. 
<laughs> he gets back in the winner's enclosure live on Sky Sports Racing 240 on Saturday. And if you're wondering, why has Emmett not asked Kevin Blake for his view? Kevin doesn't have a view on the race, so we'll move swiftly along. <laughs> back to Kempton, to the Skybet Dovecot Novices Hurdle, where Angel's Breath who's a ridiculously short price for the Supreme Novices Hurdle, is going to be currently odds-on if he does indeed run. Alan King's Scarlet Dragon is 3-1 second favourite currently. Itchy Feet uh, for Ollie Murphy, 7-1. I'm sure he's relieved to be having a runner back. He's 10s in places. Uh, Bright forecast, 8s. Declan Ricks, we'll start with you again, my friend. Uh, he was very, very impressive against Danny Kerwin, who unfortunately we heard from Paul Nichols is now out for the season, which is a real shame to the art because I, I know talking to Harry over the last few months, they were very excited about what he could do. But he's only jumped four hurdles in public. So to justify his position in the market, he really has to do something special at Kempton at the weekend. And in Scarlet Dragon, he's coming up against a decent horse. Yeah, he does. Um, this kind of, I, I can, I can see why everyone is kind of is down on Angel's breath. Uh, you know, he's only jumped four hurdles. He's only had one race. But you know, to counter that, you know, I would say like this horse on his first ever start on the racetrack won a Grade Two, and he's run to his, and he's run to a very, very good level. You know, and the first, the first thing, and the first and foremost thing when we're looking at races is we're looking at levels of ability. This horse, in no no doubt in my mind, has got the ability to win, uh, to potentially win the Supreme. Um, every single noise that has come out of Seven Barrows about this lad suggests this this horse is just, you know, there's something there's something a little bit extra to him, and I just I just I don't. I don't like kind of, you know, listening to stable vibes in general, but I, I think we definitely have to take it on, take it on board with this lad. Um, this will be his acid test. It's going to be a little bit of a different test for him now as well, because Kempton is obviously a, lot, a good bit sharper than Ascot and he's going to be running on, on much quicker ground. And actually just before I finish here, I, I've just, the going stick reading at Kempton on Wednesday was 7.6. And, um, the weather in London the last couple of days has been really good. Unless they water, I think this ground at Kempton is going to be is going to be very very quick for the time of year. So it's going to be a, a much speedier test for him, and, and we'll find out a lot more about him. But look, um, he's got a five pound penalty to carry, and he's odds on. So yeah, look, I, I couldn't I couldn't back him. But the, the real issue with this race is essentially we haven't got a fiddler. Is what's going to run. Um, there's a couple of horses in here. If, if if Brandon Castle, Bright Forecast, Rogue Viv, and Southfield Stone, if they all run along with the the Allen King horse, um, Scarlet Dragon, there's no way Angel's Breath should be odds on. Not a chance. Yeah. So that that is, but we we just don't know the price he is suggests to me that we're going to have a few non-runners. And uh, you know, itchy feet of Ollie Murphy's. He's also in here, but I don't think he's going to run. Um, look, I don't know. It's a very hard race to get to grips with because we don't know what's going to go. But um, I can get the I can get everyone's kind of sense of frustration in terms of Angel's breath and where he is in the supreme market. But at this moment in time, I wouldn't be a backer, and I, but I wouldn't be a layer either. So look, I, I'm excited to see what he can do now. This this is going to be a b- bit more of a speed test for him, and if he can't adapt to it around here. 
um, up in grade again in the Supreme. He's probably going to be uh, one to take on. But look, we'll see. Uh, all shall be revealed on 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 Saturday. But um, Scarlet Dragon is a horse who will love the makeup of this race. He's going to love the quick round. He will love a strong gallop, and you can definitely see him coming into the the straight, cruising along. So yeah, look, he'll have a race here, Angel's Breath. But uh, I'm I'm excited. I'm excited to see what th- this horse can do because I I just I can't get away from the vibes that we're getting from the yard. Time discloses all, as the clock says at the Curra. Uh, you're probably right about before Itchy they, Feet. Before they knocked it down. Before, <laughs> before they trashed the place. Uh, you're probably right about Itchy Feet, Rixie, because the owners have Rouge Vif, and uh, Gavin Sheen is jocked up for him for Harry Whittington, so perhaps they'll go with him instead. Um, Kevin, the interesting thing for me about Scarlet Dragon is that Connections stated after he won at Huntington that they were going straight for the Lingfield Derby. And yet... They stay over hurdles and they come here. So that indicates to me that they feel as though this is a horse who could be a Cheltenham player. Well, I think they, they know what would have faced them in the, the Winter Derby as well, which we'll talk about a little bit later. But Scarlet uh, Dragon, like I was really impressed with him last year over hurdles. His first run uh, where he finished behind Global Citizen under a, a very educational ride was impressive. I thought he'd go very well at Aintree. It didn't happen. The ground went against him. And um, look, he's been blasting away there on the all-weather and doing very well, to be fair to him. He's, you know, rated 104, having been a little bit higher than that. So we know he's got he's got a good old engine, but I liked what he did at Huntington. You know, he's a horse that the better the race he's in, the better he'll be because you watch him there, just like he was on his hurling debut, just really free, uh, very, very strong. And he was buried by Wayne Hutchinson now, really buried to try and get in the settle. And um, his jumping is quite good. And he just kind of jumped his way into the race. And all of a sudden, he's in front before the second last. And you know, the quality of the race allowed him to, to kind of saunter away from there. But in a race where there's more early pace and better horses in it to carry him into the race for longer, um, I think we'll definitely see him to better effect. And look like Rixie says, uh, zipping around Kempton over two miles in good ground is going to be what he wants. So as long as Hutch can get him absolutely anchored there and get some bit of a some bit get him some bit settled, um, I think he'll be a fairly tough rival now for Angels Brett, who I don't want to knock, and I know we've probably been knocking him a lot for the last um, two months really. But in the main, that that's been sort of well for me anyway. It's been a price-based criticism. He's been a short. He was a, a relatively short price for the Supreme based on one run of, of questionable solidity. Uh, but look, Henderson's clearly thinking an awful lot of him. What he did at Ascot was was good in the main. Steadily run race, wouldn't really have suited him. Um, didn't jump many hurdles. What he did jump, he was grand, uh, was the official Kevin Blake notes verdict on that one. <laughs> um, no, no better than that. But he was good and strong up the run in. So I'm I'm happy for him and his connections that they're getting finally getting another chance to run him. Um it would have been a serious pain and a negative for all involved if they had to go straight to Cheltenham with just one run. So I'm looking forward to getting to know more about him on Saturday. But in terms of uh, a betting interest in the race, you know, I'd probably be inclined to take a chance on Scarlet Dragon. Um, I, I think he's a very talented horse. He, he jumps well enough to suggest that he'll translate plenty of ability to hurdling. And it's just all about Wayne. Like, the more declared in this, the better. I'd love a big field. I'd love a few front runners in there. 
um, to give Wayne every assistance to get him settled because geez he's strong so um, that would be my view on that and do you want a quick classic Kevin Blake uh, sidetrack absolutely do you remember there a week or two ago I was mistakenly calling Angel's breath Angel's share yes uh, for some random reason yeah. do you know what the Angel's do you know what the Angel's share is go uh, on have you ever have you ever heard of this or are they just random words uh, I, it's not ringing a bell so in in the in the process of whiskey being uh, distilled and um, and aged, right? They they age whiskey in in wooden barrels, and and during that time, some of the whiskey escapes, like evaporates and escapes. Like two percent of your of your whiskey will be lost per year, and they call the what's lost the angel share because it evaporates up to heaven, and the angels get to drink it. <laughs> Do you know, I got a tour of the, the Jemson distillery. They were talking about, you know, the aged barrels and, and how, just as you're saying, how, the, like, depending on how old the whiskey is, like, you might only get half a barrel because it'll seep into it, it'll soak into it. But they didn't say that it's called the Angel's Share. Ah, they, they, missed, they missed the beat there. Yeah, because you can lose I was reading about this it's mad interesting it loses like between 2 and 5% per year yeah it's so bonkers. if you so if you've got a like a 12 year old whiskey like you've lost a, a quarter or more of, of your barrel yeah into the air the angels drunk as monkeys <laughs> <laughs> so there you go angel share if you good name for a horse stay away from it lads I'll reserve that yeah you better book that one with Weatherby's now because um, Eddie O'Leary's off to book it straight away I would think uh, so Scarlet Dragon I'm glad to hear you saying that Kev because I'm very very keen on Scarlet Dragon as well uh, we'll definitely get to learn an awful lot more about Angel's Breath at the weekend and it'll be interesting because Sam Sam Tristan Davis was talking to Rishi on Sunday and they were saying about Al Dancer that they don't know if the owner is going to want to run both in the Supreme and if they do have to go up in trip for the Ballymore how they'd ride them differently so um, we'll have to wait and see <laughs> if anybody I don't care who you are if anybody from the Nigel Tristan Davis yards thinks it, uh, thinks that horse who won the Betfair is going to run in the Ballymore they are off their bloody head <laughs> He was saying about how, how we'd have to ride him differently and try and hold on to him for longer. If, it's like, what? If one horse is just ridiculous, like that horse will, will lose his mind in the first mile. Yeah, It'll be like bloody Dawn Approach or whatever horse it was in the, uh, in the, the Derby. In the, the derby. Oh, dearie me. That was a nightmare. Absolutely. It's just chaos. But the, the thing I'd say about that is um, Ronnie Bartlett is. Is he not? He's the co-owner, isn't he? Yeah. Yes. Uh, yeah. This, so you know, what happens if 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 you know if the two what happens if Ronnie goes? Well, look, I, I'd like to run Supreme. I think it's the right race for him. You know, they're they're different different trainers. So, mm. but if there if if there is one horse that's going to be switched, it's going to be Angel's Breath. It's not going to be Al Dancer. Not a chance. Yeah, I would. Not have, a chance. I would have thought the same actually. I would have thought the yeah. same. But he's got to win at the weekend first. So let's see if he can do it. If he can, then believe the hype. But uh, that bubble could well and truly be burst. And quite keen, uh, particularly now to hear that Kevin is agreeing with me. Uh, to go with Scarlet Dragon. Right, the next race we will talk about has been a key trial for the Triumph Hurdle. It is the Adonis Juvenile Hurdle. Uh, the current betting, as things stand on atthereces.com, sees Fusel Raffles 
Five to one, nine to two, three to one with some firms. Song for someone is a general five to one shot. Giving glances, seven to one, five to one at places. Cracker Factory, that's racist. Seven to one. Uh, oh, Jesus. Echo. Oh my God. <laughs> you crackers. Uh, six, to, six to one. And uh, Petit Parley, eight to one. So, Rixie, we will start with you again. Your thoughts on the Adonis juvenile hurdle. Ah, sure, look, I haven't a bloody clue till we see the decks. <laughs> haven't a clue. There's a, there's, it's, it, look, it's not a race to be confident on until we see the decks because there's a good few trainers, uh, um, trainers, well known trainers like Nicky Henderson, having potentially could have send their horses in to have their first run in the UK. Um, that is it, Eco is coming from Germany, Fusel Raffles, the Henderson horse is another French one, and Rose C. Haas, the Dr. Newland horse, uh, that's coming from France as well. Um, look, we, we, we haven't a clue what's going to run until we see the decks, but uh, the, the horse that looks, uh, the horse that we know, the, of the horses that we know plenty about here, uh, the one that I like is actually Song for Someone, who is at he's, he's he doesn't look too big now, but geez, he's a dynamite little jumper, and there's there doesn't look to be a whole lot of pace on here. If the Doctor Newland horse Rosie has doesn't run because uh, he's made the running in France, if that horse doesn't run, I think there's a very good chance Song for Someone could get a freebie out in front here, and given how he jumps and how he travels. He could uh, take a bit. He could take a bit of catching around here, so that that would be the selection. But I'm going to give a shout to a horse at forty to one here, Hoop-ha! who could don't think it could win, but stranger things have happened, and uh, that is the John Ryan horse needs to be seen. Now he was six and a half lengths behind Kel Destan um, in the Grade Two at the Triumph Trial at the, the the November meeting. But Jesus, he shaved very well now. Paddy Brennan rode him. And at that particular meeting, Paddy had a good bit of success kind of coming wide, if you remember, coming wide down, down the side of the course and into the straight. And he did the same here with needs to be seen. But I think he made his run a little bit early. But uh, he, I think he jumped the third last and he jumped the second last up with Kel Destan. Uh, before kind of you know he, he flattened out a bit and I think getting back onto a flatter track on this quicker ground will suit him officially he is rated 112 but I think this is one time where the BHA haven't lost their mind and I think this horse is probably about a 10 pound better horse and this is not a good race on what we know of the British horses but like I say, it depends of the ones that we don't know a lot about coming from France and Germany. We'll have to see what they can do. But um, I don't think he's, he's a bit anti-post because I have a funny feeling um, he's not a horse that's going to be found in the market anyway. But he's, he's, he's definitely interesting. I could see him sneaking into third maybe at 40 to 1 and that would be, what, about an 8 or 9 to 1 winner. So that, that would do. But kind of song for someone would be the... Um, would be the most obvious selection for me. Shout out to John Ryan's need to be seen. Motivator up in this place, making the final furlong podcast posse loads of cash. Final furlong podcast crew roll deep, son. (laughs) 40 to one. Loving it. Yeah, he's he's better than his mark. No doubt. No doubt. Follow that one, Kevin Blake. Joseph used to train him. 
Oh, really? Yeah, there's a lovely oh, horse. I missed that. Yeah, no, I really liked him um, when he was there. He was there up the last summer. Uh, ah. He was a smashing horse. He would have he won a maiden on his head over here, but he was sold. Um, ah, I'd, I'd say I could see Kempton suit them now. I don't know if he'd, if he'd be one that would necessarily win at Cheltenham. Yeah, um, well, he, he won at Musselburgh, didn't he, at the start before Cheltenham? Yeah, I'd say a flatter track might help him now, but that's just a... That's just a, a kind of a punty thing based on his his early developments. He might be a bit more and mature he, in that way now. Was he was he was he pretty straight kind of for a motivator? Oh yeah, so, some of them can yeah. be absolutely off their chops, can't they? Psychos. Yeah, should, that's the Monju line. The, yeah. the Monju line, yeah. So, Kevin, would you be keen on needs to be seen as well, or are you looking elsewhere? I wouldn't put anyone off at that, at that type of price, but um, uh, Petit Palais was one I had my eye on um, I don't know if you've seen his pedigree but he's a he's a half brother to that he's a half brother to that uh, top son of Galileo Galileo Gold <laughs> um, oh, oh! You mean the uh, moral winner of the two thousand guineas? Is, is that the the two thousand guineas winner for Galileo, who's um, top, who's been top son of Galileo? Top son of Galileo, <laughs> who of course uh, enhanced Galileo's record no end. I could never understand the naming of that horse. It was absolutely ridiculous. Well, he's out of a Galileo mare. That doesn't, that's not the not, point. It's not rocket science. It's not the point. <laughs> Can't call him Galileo Gold when he's out of a Galileo mare. Absolute joke. Um, but yeah, this fellow, he was with John Gosling. He cost a good few quid as a yearling. And um, I did grand for John, for John Gosling. You know, rated 84. Changed hands for 26 grand, which was pretty cheap now to be fair for what he is and what he looked like um, but he, he made a lovely start at Ludlow um, good and straightforward his jumping was was grand in the main he kind of paddled through a couple but um, he was good and strong up the run in which I always like and I'd say uh, a stronger test of stamina will be a help to him and uh, yeah if I was to pick one it would be him but I wouldn't put anyone off uh, Rixie's uh, Rick. selection there it needs to be seen £220,000 he originally cost. Petit <laughs> yeah. He cost 26 grand the last time he was old. £220,000 and they only got 26 grand back. Ooh, fingers burnt. So Petit Palais. Yeah, P- P- Princess Haya was miserable over that, I'd say, yeah? <laughs> <laughs> food, nothing but food stamps after that. <laughs> it, was, it was Tesco noodles for the month for Sheikh Mohammed. <laughs> And the crowd un- until <laughs> until until they got the little bags uh, up and down the lines and uh, managed to get the money back. All right, bags groove. Speaking of little bags, uh, the one fifty at Kempton is the Pendle Novices Chase, and uh, bags groove is currently favourite at uh, three to one, eleven to four. Second favorite secret investor, who's closing all the time, around about three to one. Uh, cast to four, a fives, Capelin fives. Good man, Pat, is a six to one shot, but fours in places. Rixie, again, will lead with you, my man. The Pendle novices, Chase, what are your thoughts? Yeah, a couple of, um, couple of observations here. I think kind of first and foremost, Bags Group's going to be carrying a five-town penalty with won't make it easy for him. Uh, Castafiore, the mayor who turned over Jerry's back at Haydock last time, she's got a penalty as well. Um, and in some ways, the interesting horse here is good man Pat. Um, I don't think he'll be wanting to win this now, but I have a funny feeling this is a horse they could be eyeing up to get into the club. 
Ghost Brothers. No. He needs, yeah, he needs one more run, um, I think, to qualify. He has got a mark of 139. So the ceiling for that is 145. That's right. So that's right. So I'd say old Wayne Hutch there could be maybe travelling four wide at stages, you know. (laughs) Allegedly. Allegedly. Yeah, no, but no, he's only doing that to give his horse a good sight of defences, you see. That's your better ground out there, Rick. Yeah, better ground that way. That's, you see... He he won't be wanting to won't be wanting to win it now. So in terms of a bet, I couldn't kind of actually back him now. So that may be potentially. But he's a nice horse now. I like him. He he travels and he jumps and he's got a nice way of going about him. Uh, but he he would interest me now in in the Close Brothers if, if he got in. Yeah, look, I think in, in Bags Groove is the most likely winner here. I think he's going to be the one most one likely suited to this really good ground uh, on a right-handed quick track like like Kempton. He did beat um, the Nichols horse at Wincanton, and he's five pounds worse off now. But uh, Secret Investor to me shaped that day like he he'd like to go up and trip, and I think that was kind of that was proved correct when he when he ran very well behind OK Corral at Warwick over three miles. I don't think coming down in trip will suit him as much as it will suit Bags Groove now. Um, but the other issue I'd raise about Bags Groove is he's done plenty running already this season and he was disappointing in the Cato star behind Le Bag or what? Cato! Cato, Cato, whatever. Cato! Cato, Cato. Is it? Do people really get offended by that? Yes. You know, like yes. Yeah. Big time. Well, I suppose it is ten, a ten years is one past. We're still annoyed about it. <laughs> <laughs> right, Cato, Cato. You see, that's that's just be in being ingrained into me now for years, and I'd say it'll be very hard to, to get that out of my my mind. Cato, Cato. Get Cato, it right Cato, from now right. on. Right. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. You've got to call the greatest horse exactly ever seen by his correct name. Legend. So. Yes, so he was disappointing in the Cotto star at Kempton was Bags Groove. So I'm just I'm I'm hoping it hasn't been a case of kind of one run too many for him. But there's a good chance here he's going to get a freebie out in front. He's a very good jumper. He likes to go right-handed. Loves these quick kind of right-handed tracks. Um, yeah, he'll do for me. Um, if there is a chink in his armor, I think Secret Investor is is the one. But yeah, I think I think at the prices. I think three to one about Bags Groove is still is still pretty fair. Uh, Paul Nichols has won this race seven times in the last ten years, Kevin Blake. So it's Caplin is the one that interests me a little bit more than Secret Investor. But I believe you're quite keen on Bags Groove as well. I'm a Bags man, yeah. I'm a Bags man. Um, I was Bags a what? Glue. Oh, yeah, boy. I, I was uh, no, I was very impressed with him when he when he gave weight and hiding to to everything there at Huntington. Um, good aggressive ride up up to three miles, and his I really liked his jumping. Um, it was neat, efficient. I, I don't even know how well he, he's he's suited by making the run. And to be honest, I think he's one of those that he 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 likes to to swing along. But generally, there's there's nothing fast enough to give him a lead. But he's coming back down to two and a half here. Um, two two mile four and a half furlongs to be exact, and I'm hoping something will boot on 
and um, and make the run at a real two and a half mile pace and he'll be able to sit just in behind because I think that'll suit him and as Rixie says he's giving weight away to everything but I think he's just better than the rest of these and um, you have to address what happened last time uh, it was disappointing uh, they weren't quite as forward with him but I, I just I just don't think he was going well from a fair way out he wasn't himself for some reason um, he had been a little bit busy but I wouldn't I wouldn't like to put that up as the reason I just think for whatever reason he wasn't on a go one day and uh, if he could bounce back to his Huntington form I would I would fancy him to give away weight to the rest of these okay uh, bags groove so it is for Kevin Blake we are going to take a change in codes and talk about flat racing I know what? middle of the jumps and we're having the audacity and the sheer gall to talk about flat racing. Now, this is going to be a controversial card on Saturday. Uh, as you know, there is a prize money protest and it's resulted in two races having just the one runner. So there's going to be two walkovers at least at Linkfield on Saturday, but there's no such thing as a walkover in the winter derby which is worth quite a few quid although it may very well turn into one uh, Wickerson is 4 to 11 and this is what Kevin was alluding to earlier on with Scarlet Dragon uh, who was beaten by Wickerson already um, so three's on 4 <laughs> to 11 <laughs> or Wishicken sorry uh, Big Country it's been a fine horse for connections 10's Master of the World 8 to 1 Hatal, 12 to 1. Kev, you can lead the way this time around. Is this just a case of John Gosling's horse lining up and getting the job done? Yeah, this would look fairly straightforward on paper. Um, he looks a right horse, um, one that could be very competitive um, at a higher level than this on turf. Um, I think he could be very good. I think he, he's a, he'll be a proper group horse on turf. And uh, he's shown that he operates very well around Lingfield. He's beaten the likes of Big Country a couple of times already. And um, it would be a sh 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 shock, I think, if he was, if he found a way to get beaten here. I think it would take something odd to happen uh, to see him beaten in this. Frankie Dettori and John Gosden teaming up. They're coming out of trap three. Rixie, is there any alternative, or is it just a case to sit back and watch him win on Sky Sports Racing? Yeah, I think I think it's just a case of of sit back and and hopefully go on and see what he does. I did remember when he when he did win the Cambridgeshire last year. I think Timeform gave him a a pretty high rating after winning that, like an, an a high enough rating that they felt he could go and uh, potentially contest it the QE two at uh, at Ascot on on Champions Day. But he obviously didn't didn't take up in that engagement. But yeah, look, I I'll be honest with you now. I haven't watched too much flat racing. I'm I kind of I, I bury myself in in one code whenever it's on, and I haven't been watching a lot of it. But uh, yeah, I suppose the main takeaway from he from here was that I didn't know uh, that the Dixon brothers were big fans of the great MMA fighter Roy Big Country Nelson. <laughs> <laughs> so you, you learn something new every day. Rixie, he, yo, I only saw it today. He shaved his beard. Big country. Oh no way! Did you he? wouldn't rec you wouldn't recognize the man. Yeah. <laughs> oh, Jesus. But, but yeah, I didn't have the Dixon brothers down as MMA fans now. But there you go. You learn a new thing every day. So if you put if you put the two Dixon brothers in the cage now, who would you back to win, Rixie? Oh, jeez, I don't know. The Dixon brothers would probably get their tactics right, to be fair, wouldn't they? But, <laughs> <laughs> but big, 
big, big country's got a serious all right hook on him there. I could see one of them sleeping. <laughs> Uh, so Wizza Hicken has won his last four on the trot, going for five in a row, and a very, very strong favorite to do so. And you'll see it in Glorious HD 315 Saturday on Sky Sports Racing. We'll switch back. Yeah, I tell you, it wouldn't be a shocker if, if he is a Group 1 horse to me now. Yeah. He's um, he's a weapon. To do to do what he did in the Cambridgeshire now, if a mark of, of 107 well, it was, was ridiculous, really. Yeah, he's absolutely b- 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 bolted up as a three-year-old off of Mark 107. Yeah, I think it, that was the old cliche there, a pro- proper group horse in the handicap. And um, it wasn't, wasn't a bad bet at 11 to 1 that day. That's yeah. what, after timing. Oh-ho! Yeah, to say the least. A beautifully bred too, son of Tappet. Uh, for George Strawbridge. So we'll yeah, see. Half brother to Rainbow View, remember her? Yes, yes. So we'll see if Frankie will be doing the flying dismount Saturday on Sky Sports Racing. Uh, the four o'clock at Fairy House is the Bet Victor Bobby Joe Chase, where Alpha DeSobo is currently heading the market. Best price five to two. Presenting Percy, who we'll have to talk about. Two to one, five to two in places. Rath Vinden. Cheltenham winner from last season, 5-2, 3-1. They're all locked together at the top of the market. Magic of Light for Jessica Harrington, 11-4, 7-2. And then it's Monbeg, Notorious, 10-1, and double figures the rest of them. Kevin, is presenting Percy going to line up in this race? I'm sure, look, the market tells the story there. I think people are being very sceptical about the possibility of him turning up. Um, they were hoping for a bit of rain. I wouldn't say they've got enough. Um, I'd be very surprised if he turned up, but Pat Kelly seems to do the opposite of what everybody's expecting all the time. We all thought he'd run in, in the Red Mills. He didn't turn up. No one seems to think he'll turn up here, so he'll probably go and pick and run. Um, that seems to be the way it works with them. It'd be great to see him now, but I just, I'd just i be a bit surprised. Um, and because, to be fair, if he doesn't turn up, it's a, it's a bit... It's a bit of a meh type of race um, without wishing to be disrespectful to anyone. Uh, he would be the very much the star factor in the race. We've talked about Pat Kelly and the fact that he's quite aloof and doesn't engage with the media and how this is a, a very interesting quirk about him in the modern era. But people were genuinely annoyed that he wasn't declared for Goran Park and that he wasn't talking about it. And... It's Philip Reynolds, the owner, who's been taking care of all the PR. How did you feel that was handled, Kev, just to get your take on it? Um, yeah, I've kind of got mixed opinions on this now, but the closer we get, it is. I was kind of seeing, for a while, I was kind of seeing the the, the attractiveness of the, the kind of the quirkiness and how unusual it was for this, this silent trainer to have such a high-profile horse. But the closer we get, it is getting a bit... It is getting a small bit more silly. Um, I know I was at Goran there on Saturday, and just the sense of disappointment from everyone involved that they had no warning that you know he wasn't going to turn up. And I know trainers don't have a duty to ring a race course and tell them what they're doing, but um, when you're dealing with one as high profile as this, um, a bit of media savvy uh, goes a long way. Um, and we're lacking it here. Look, Philip's really good. He, he talks really well. And um, he does a good job of representing the team, but um, no disrespect intended, intended, obviously. You'd rather be hearing from the trainer, ideally. Um, so, yeah, there we are. I don't think it's going to change anytime soon. Um, I hope he runs. I suspect he won't. 
Um, and I'm just mad to see him because I love the horse. He's fantastic. Everybody loves him. And if he um, if he doesn't run, how badly does that affect his preparation for the Gold Cup in your mind? Yeah, wouldn't bother me. Wouldn't bother me. Uh, the man, the man, the legend that is Rory Delargy was asked the question on Twitter: When was the last time? Uh, and I'm talking slowly because I'm typing here to try and get the answer up before I get there. <laughs> when when was the last time um, a horse won the Cheltenham Gold Cup? without having run over fences that season. And, um, fake it. Hold on, I'll get it here. The horse was Easter Hero, and it was in the 1920s. Uh, that's what I have for you, and I'll get the specifics. Come on, here we go. Easter Hero, 1929, Gold Cup. He'd uh, won all four of his starts over hurdles earlier that season and went on and won the Gold Cup and then was second in the Grand National under 12-7. There you go. So Cheers, literally, <laughs> literally back in 19 dickety do. Literally, <laughs> literally before the emergency. <laughs> We've never had that before. <laughs> but you, you've, but got to, you've got to go back to 19 dickety do to find a, a horse who had not run over fences that season to win the Gold Cup. That doesn't bode well for presenting Percy. Well, but look, you've got to go back to 19 Dickie do to find a trainer as out of Pat Kelly as well. Like, you know, he's, he's, <laughs> he's not he's not normal. You know, he does odd things mm. with his horses. You know, the preparation he gave, how many RSA winners had a preparation like he had last year, you know? So I wouldn't be, I wouldn't be tying myself up in knots about the preparation. We saw him a couple of weeks ago. He looked in great form. Um, and look, the last time we saw him jumping a fence, he was a fabulous jumper. So I wouldn't be getting stressed about it. You'd love to see him just for the sake of um, we want to see good horses, the best horses as much as possible. But in terms of if you're on him for the Gold Cup and you're you're you shouldn't be, you know, lying awake at night worrying about it. I think he'll be just fine. But you'd, ideally, you'd rather see him out. But if he doesn't. I don't think it'll it'll hurt his Gold Cup chances all that much myself. Okay, Kevin Blake says, don't panic. If he doesn't run, Kev, who would you be backing in the race? Oh, gee, I don't know. Um, it'd be it'd be a very open affair now. There'd be plenty in here warming up for the Grand National. And look, the the ground is still good to spicy, spicy in places there on the, the Irish tracks. Um, <laughs> they're putting down water at Fairy House, I'm fairly sure. Yeah, they are. Uh, and Nace is, is going to be spicy enough as well. So again, as has been the case in recent weeks, I, I would be reluctant to go too deep on our a pre-declaration analysis here because I suspect these races will chop up. But one that I suspect will be running is Rat Finden, uh, trained by Willie Mullins, won the, the National Hunt Chase at the Cheltenham Festival last season. And the reason he'll run is I think Willie was saying at his media morning there yesterday that he needs to run over fences at least once this season uh, before St. Patrick's Day, I think it is, to be allowed to run in the Grand National. So I think they're aiming him at the Grand National and they'd rather run him here rather than... What's that noise? Is that you, Rixie? Yeah, apologies. Cop onto yourself. Jesus. Um, <laughs> Um, so they have to run at least once they'd rather do it here rather than take the chance of going over to Cheltenham and something going wrong over there and all of a sudden they're out of time so um, so it looks like he'll run here and um, yeah but it should be it wouldn't be a race that I'd be jumping up and down about now unless Don Poley runs of course but I'd be very surprised if he ran on well, this ground that's what I was just about to ask you because you were hanging out 
with the biggest superstar in racing, Don Poli, with some Gosh, some nobody called Sam Crow off his hindquarters, whoever that fellow <laughs> is. Um, but you, you feel he won't run. That was Tiger Roll. You're getting mixed up. Was it Tiger? <laughs> no, you said Sam Crow. Some fellow yeah, called Sam Crow's in behind it was, in behind Tiger Roll. Ah, uh, what's I, was Don- in, I was in. I was in Don in the stable with Don Poli. That's right. Don Poli was half snoozing, wasn't he? Yeah, I was hanging out with him there for around ten minutes. It was great crack with him. Yeah, he's a he's a, he's a smashing horse. He was um, he was getting saddled up, so I was I was holding on to him while he was getting saddled up. Brilliant, uh, legend of a horse. But you don't feel he'll run. Yeah, they've been minding them this year with regard to ground, and, and I'd be surprised if they ran him in this ground. Okay, is he being targeted at the Grand National? Yeah, that's the aim. Excellent. Excellent. All right. Um, Let's bring back in Rixie. Alpha de Sobo has been really rejuvenated under Gordon Elliott's care this season, having left Mouse Morris, and he's been running some stormers, not least um, beaten by Kemboy and a mighty run in the Thiestes chase last time against Invitation Only. Could he be the one in the absence of presenting Percy if he does not show up? Yeah, look, he, he probably he, he's he's the form horse coming into the race, anyways, and he um, kind of pre- presenting Percy aside. Uh, I've always kind of felt about um, Alfred Dizobo. He always wanted decent ground, so you know he's, he's gone on everything. He's run well on everything. So um, yeah, look, as kind of Kev said there already. This unfortunately, kind of for the listeners this week, it's um, it's really hard to get to grips with a few of these races, and this is another one. Yeah. A hundred percent. The last race we're going to talk about then is the bumper at Nace. Unless the lads want to contribute anything else in. It's the Paddy Power Horse Bot. Right. Bumper. 5.05 at Nace. Uh, dominated by Gigginstown entries. The unbelievably disappointing Mount Lencer, who was being hyped up as the next big thing and has been beaten on all three starts under rules so far this season uh, he's entered and so too is Midnight Run Kevin for Joseph O'Brien um, yeah he's going to the run I think um, all being well uh, he ran very well behind Envoy Allen last time to be fair uh, for a few strides he looked like he was going better than him but he, he to be fair Envoy Allen forged on after that and has gone on one again since uh, but Midnight Run's a lovely horse. Um, he'll be uh, a super hurdler and uh, chaser even further down the line. But <clears throat> I suspect he'd run well here. It depends what turns up. I think Gordon, um, speaking to Gordon on whatever day it was, Tuesday, he was saying that um, Andy Dufresne and the very man... Andy uh, Dufresne! Be... Oh, that is really? a bad one for Blake. Andy Dufresne. Uh, I'm, I'm not... I'm not well, that's the way it's spelled. I'm not familiar with anyone called Andy Dufresne, so I'll, I'll take correction on it if I'm wrong. I'm sorry. You are not, you're you're not, not familiar, familiar with, with the, the Shawshank Redemption. What the hell is going on with you? I'm you... familiar with the film, but geez, I don't <laughs> care enough about it to remember characters' names, lads. <laughs> Rixie, this is unbelievable. This is just ridiculous. We'll have to take this out because it deep here is if the wedding could be off. Oh, she's, which char- she's going to cancel which it. Which character was it? Remind what do you me. Tim Robbins' character, the one that um, Morgan Freeman makes friends with, the guy who's stitched okay. up and breaks out of jail. Okay. 
I'm due for rewatch now because I quite literally wouldn't have watched that now for 15 plus years. So I probably oh need to give it another rewatch. <laughs> I don't think I've watched it in my adult life. I would have seen it as a teenager. It's a, there you go. You're having a go at my pronunciations. That is one of the worst crimes ever committed <laughs> on this podcast. That is a heinous, heinous crime. It's so bad that the special victims unit are going to be investigating it. This is an SVU investigation. Can I make a counterpoint, Kenners? No, you can't, actually. Let me me just remind the listeners that this is coming from the man. No, 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 no. No, no, no. You've made an absolute fool of yourself. An absolute... That's shocking. Absolutely shocking. There's loads of people. Listen, loads of people haven't seen Braveheart. Braveheart is not regarded as one of the greatest films of all time. No, that's not regarded as one of the greatest films of all time. Deary me. I've seen Shawshank Redemption. I think I've seen it twice. Yeah, and you still got the name wrong. You've never seen Braveheart. Nah, I can't be bothered. I saw I saw clips of it on Gogglebox one day. That's enough. That's enough. Rixie, how many times have you seen Braveheart? Oh, I've never seen it. Yes! <laughs> yes! <laughs> oh, Rixie! Woohoo! I got your back this week, Henry. Oh, on Rixie, bye. I've got your back too, son. Oh, <laughs> ganging up on Blake. Right. No chance, that's true. So, Andy Dufresne is yeah, not, not going to be true. running. Is not going to be running. Um, How many times, Rixie? 10? 20? Oh, I don't know now I wouldn't be a big film man I th- we've had this conversation before give me sharks whales <laughs> all that hashtag Rixie loves whales <laughs> there's two things that Rixie gets excited about Cheltenham and Shark Week and whales and, and the occasional whale so and and orca whales trying to get seals off pieces of uh, ice. <laughs> oh yeah, I won't I won't knock that now. That's class. They're sneaky, aren't they? Ah, oh, they are just ridiculously really. intelligent. Could Evil. could the very man be the horse then that runs for Gordon, Kevin? No, I asked him about both, and he kind of he he wasn't really giving me wild encouragement that either would run. Um, I think they're both being. Uh, aimed towards uh, the very man certainly being aimed at Punchestown and um, yeah and Andy Andy, Andy Dufresne we're, we're going to go with yeah. um, what do you mean we're going to go with that's his pronunciation <laughs> no that's okay yeah yeah no I, I'm learning I'm learning it's fine um, I, he didn't give me wild the wild impression now that he was in a rush to run him anywhere for the time being but he, he seems to love the horse but he's just in, in no wild rush with him Okay. Could Gordon be the type now to give you an old curveball because he knows who you're working for? Like, ah, sure. Who? Hey, who knows? Who knows? Uh, no, no great benefit to it this time now. I don't think. But there you go. I'd be pure sneaky. I'd be around telling lads blatant lies. Oh yeah, no, he won't run there, lads. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then bang, give me the prize money. How would you see, Rixie? You have to think about this properly. If he wanted to stitch me up, he'd say, "Oh yeah, the both of them definitely run." And then I'd go away and say, "Oh jeez, I don't know about midnight run now." Gordon's running his two best bumper horses. We might want to give this one a swerve. And then bang, Gordon runs some other yoke. Call him oh, a fire. That'll be the way you do it now, Rixie. Well, yeah, 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 yeah. If you're going to tell a lie, you better make it an effective you're gonna, lie. If you're going to stitch a guy up, do it well. Do it properly. Um, William Mullins has won this race five times in the last 10 years. Could Mount Leinster finally get off the mark, Rixie? Uh, I don't know if, to be honest, bumpers wouldn't be my thing. 
Uh, Kev, it, it sounds like Joseph's going to run midnight run there. His four behind Envoy Allen is pretty, pretty, pretty good now. Uh, he, if he's going to run, Kev, is he obviously going he's, he's be happy enough on that ground? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I think yeah. he'd be grand. Um, no, he he um, he looks a highly likely runner. So I'd be hopeful. Okay. Assuming assuming the the big two we haven't. With that we've mentioned don't turn up I'd be hopeful he'd take a bit of beating <laughs> I can't wait for the two of them to be on the <laughs> <laughs> Uh, See if that happens, you know he's, he's not being sneaky; he's just being mean spirited. Yeah, oh, yeah. That's, that's just being mean, basically. Uh, did did he happen to say that Andy Dufresne will be going for the Cheltenham Champion bumper? No, definitely won't. Definitely, definitely won't, won't um, be going. Lockstock lock rule him out of that. Yeah. Okay, well, that's an interesting piece of information to have. Um, right, lads, let's get your best bets then for the weekend's racing. Kevin Blake, we'll start with you. I'm ready for it this time. Uh, Bags Groove will do for me. Okay. Declan Ricks. I am also ready this week. Uh, talk is cheap for me. And for me, I am also ready to Klondike. Put them all in a patent <laughs> and we'll see you in Dubai. You can't go wrong. This is the one. Give it, give it the charity, lad. This is the one to be on. Never mind charity. Charity begins with your betting. Uh, place, <laughs> place your bets do it in a patent and we'll see you in Dubai uh, we're back on Monday to review the racing weekend um, so hopefully you will join us then uh, thanks very much for listening and thank you for the kind words on social media as well hope you enjoyed it from Declan Ricks see ya from Kevin Blake Good luck. And for me, Emma Kennedy, we'll talk to you again on Monday on AtTheRaces.com, Spotify, Apple Podcasts. Remember to subscribe for free and get all of our podcasts onto your smartphone, your tablet, your laptop, wherever it is you listen on your podcast app, we'll be there. Talk to you Monday. Have a great weekend. God bless. The Final Furlong Podcast is proudly sponsored by Coral. Look out for exclusive Final Furlong Smart Boosts on attheraces.com. The smart money's on Coral. BeGambleAware.org 18+. plus. Have you downloaded the free At The Races app yet? With easy-to-use race cards and form, Expert daily tips, plus video replays and in-app betting is the app that no racing fan's phone should be without. Available for free on your iPhone or Android mobile, visit attheracers.com forward slash app for more details.